Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. There's a whole lot of shit talking going on. Brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is coming up next. Juicy Jesse Somley has been arrested and charges have been pressed on this motherfucker. Will he get Willie hutched for an unprecedented third time? Or will we get a good old-fashioned Ielloing? The Oscars are this weekend... I make all my predictions if you give a fuck or not. Plus, we have more Meek Mill blowback and Meek Mill shit talking. All that and more on a brand new banging, big body, 15 fucking round. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles, Jordan, let me get something real nice. Something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. Let's go. Right, all right. Have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. My name is Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo, aka the White Bobby Womack, aka Shaman Rappaport. Yes, I am now a shaman. I took a ninety-minute online course. I am officially a shaman. Um, we are here. We made it. We made it through the week. It's been a a busy week, it's been a tumultuous week, chaotic week, 
every fucking, there's never a week off. There's really never a day off from, from something bizarre happening. Um, not bizarro, like bizarro Steph Curry, who we haven't heard from in a while. I, 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 uh, I wonder how bizarro Steph Curry is doing. Finally, basketball is back. Uh, last night, we had a, a bunch of games. Uh, as you know, the uh, NBA All-Star break is extended, and I think that's fine. Um, it's four days. Um, they get a break. Uh, the game, All-Star game is Sunday, and then they don't start playing until uh, Thursday, which I think is good because if you participate in the All-Star game in any way, shape, or form, or you spend your time down an All-Star weekend, you need a fucking break. And I think all the fans, uh, it's good to take a break um, and, and everybody just uh, get some some breathing room. I have been on Undisputed with uh, Skip and Shannon. Uh, Shannon hasn't been there this week. Uh, he's been taking care of something. Uh, he'll be back next week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I have been rocking for the last four days uh, uh, with Skip, with Rob Parker, with Chris Bouchard, and I love it, talking all kinds of shit. It's so funny, the reactions people have uh, when you talk sports and you talk shit and you lay down the law and you lay down the line and you keep it funking. Listen, all you disruptors out there, continue to disrupt. All the people listening, disrupt. Continue to disrupt. Talk shit. Have opinions. If people don't like it, tell them to eat dicks. If you can, you can't do that at work. Ask questions. Ask more questions. Speak loud. Talk shit proudly. Sincerely, you don't have to be a, a lunatic like myself, but continue to disrupt. The only bad question is the question you don't ask. That sounded so dumb when you were in uh, you know, grade school, but it's true. Continue to disrupt, continue to ask questions, continue to pound your shit, talk shit, let the chips fall where they may. So Juicy, Jesse, Salmon Lay has been arrested. The motherfucker was arrested. Okay, and I don't call or consider myself Mr. Prediction, but I was on this motherfucker from day one. We've been tracking this fucking case from day one. I have Willie hutched him not once, but twice. Two fucking times I, I Willie hutched this fucking guy. And I got a handful of requests after the last uh, podcast to, to Willie Hutchum again. And then I got even more requests. Willie Hutchum a third time, Mike. Do it. Get this motherfucker. So you know what? I'm going to get him. Miles, let me get that fucking Willie Hutch. Give me the music. Juicy Jesse, you know what, matter of fact, cut the music, cut the fucking music off, cut the Willie Hutch off right now, Miles, I'm not giving him more of that good old Willie Hutch, I tried once, I tried twice, now I gotta bring in Danny, I gotta bring in fucking Danny, 
Aiello to try to finally talk some fucking sense in the juicy Jesse Somalay. What's his fucking name? Jojo Juicy, what the fuck is his name? What the fuck did you do? Juicy fucking Jesse Somalay! You crazy cocksucker, you! You're the fucking MAGA hat wearing motherfucker! You crazy motherfucker, I saw you in fucking handcuffs! Good! You're still looking into the fucking camera like you're fucking the gay fucking Tupac! You ain't the gay fucking Tupac! You crazy cocksucker, you! You paid those two Nigerians with a check? You cheap, dumb fuck! And you got the fucking nerve to complain that you got caught. You sent yourself hate mail. You hired two Nigerians to call you the N-word, you dumb motherfucker, you! You ain't getting out of this one, you motherfucker! If I was working on that fucking show, I don't know what the fucking name of the fucking show is. I would bust your fucking head open myself! Juicy fucking Jesse Salmonlet, you got caught! It was all a fucking hoax, and it's because you're a dumb, dumb, dumb motherfucker, you! The police lieutenant, or chief of police, or somebody big in the Chicago Police Department... Put out a statement with all the facts. This this juicy Jesse motherfucker is so stupid. So selfish. And if I was him, when I stood in front of the fucking judge, instead of trying to keep this con, this half-cooked plan going, I would say, Your Honor, I'm obviously batshit fucking crazy. Your Honor... Please, please, I am pleading insanity. Of course I'm insane. Of course I'm fucking batshit fucking crazy. Of course I'm out of my fucking tree, Your Honor. Otherwise, why the fuck would someone do something so stupid, Your Honor? Please, send me away to the cuckoo's nest of your liking. I'll go away. I'll pay the fucking fines. Have some mercy on me. But you know what? Juicy fucking Jesse won't do that. Okay? He won't do that while he still can. He should be playing the insanity card. He should say, lock me the fuck up. Send me to Bellevue. Send me to any mental institution of your choice. Any psychiatric ward of your choice, Your Honor. But he won't do that. He won't do that. And this this case is so sad and so pathetic and so irresponsible. And it has O.J. Simpson-like themes to it already because of the race and, and the MAGA hat issue and the sexuality. And now dumbasses like this fucking dick-staying Don Lemon, that clown on CNN... Is saying that Jesse, Juicy Jesse, is a victim in all of this. This is what this motherfucker says that he's a victim and that he and that the media is responsible. Some people are saying, How could we believe this with the crooked police? Yo, this is not a race thing. 
at this point. This is not a, a, a homosexual thing. This is not a LGBTQ issue. This is a selfish, sick fuck. A motherfucker who staged an entire thing because he was unhappy. This is what they found from talking to the two brothers. He was unhappy with the amount of money he was getting paid on Empire. You punk clown motherfucker. You're lucky to be working. These motherfuckers, everybody thinks there's some sort of fucking freedom fighter and fighting for your rights. No one understands what Hollywood is about and no one explains how Hollywood really works. You get what you get and if you don't like it, you get the fuck out of there and look at 17 other people that'll be ready to work for that amount of money and even less. The difference between being a Hollywood actor and an NFL player is that you're really, really, really replaceable. Now, there's only so many people that could play quarterback in the NFL or tight end or offensive linemen, okay? The list goes down, but there's plenty of great actors who've never had breaks. You want to get more money for Empire. Who the fuck do you think you are? That show uh, will, will go on without you, and you're getting kicked off, dummy. Juicy Jesse, you're getting kicked off, and you're going to learn that that show doesn't need you. You're not the fucking show. The show is Taraji and Terrence Howard. That's the fucking show. You want more money. Get the fuck out of here. What did this fucking dummy do before this show? If you ain't Will Smith, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and a handful of others, you get what the fuck you get. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. That is the harsh, real reality of being an actor in show business, especially now. In the 90s, guys like me, we could negotiate. We could push. We could hold out. You have something called your quote. A quote is what you made on your last film. So let's just say, I'm just throwing numbers out there, and this ain't real numbers. Let's say on my last film, let's just say, for instance, on Zebra, let's say on, on Deep Blue Sea, I made $5,000. Obviously, I made way more than $5,000, but I'm just throwing that number out there uh, philosophically. But let's say on Deep Blue Sea, I made $5,000, okay? So they come back to me for my next movie. This is out of order, but let's say they say, okay, we want you to be in Beautiful Girls. We're offering you $5,000. And my agent will say, well, his quote is $5,000. He was great in Deep Blue Sea. We're trying to get Mike Rapp $6,000. And they might say, oh, well, we're going to pay you $5,000. And, and the agent would go, well, we think it's fair that you pay him $6,000. Now, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, most studios, most film companies would go, you know what? You're right. We're going to go from $5,000 to $6,000. Okay? Now, people don't give a fuck about your quote. You might say, well, oh, I got $300,000 on my last movie. Uh, that's my quote. And they might say, well, we don't give a fuck. We're offering you $215,000. And the agents will be like, come on, you know, in good faith, you should give him at least his quote. They'll go, listen, asshole, you got 15 minutes, take it or leave it. That's the reality. Now, those aren't real numbers again, but that's the reality on how this shit works. This fucking nobody, nothing. See, people, people get confused. They think, well, when I go out, people ask me for selfies. I have a one point blah, 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 uh, a million uh, fans on Instagram. They all say I'm the shit. Uh, when I go to a club, I get in free. Everybody's like, yo, uh, I'm on Empire. I'm on Empire. Yo, that don't matter, Duke. There's a budget for the show. And the majority of the budget for the show of Empire is going to Taraji, Terrence Howard, 
And the creator, Lee Daniels, you, my man, we, we could kill you off anytime, any place, any scene we want. And you thought doing this was going to hype up your, your, your profile and all that? And this is what you come up with? This shit? This irresponsible, fake bullshit? And the fact that this motherfucker just hasn't said, yes, I made this up. I'm crazy. I'm going to go get help. And I hope someday people can forgive me. Makes me show that this, this guy really don't give a fuck. He's a selfish, rude, narcissistic, dumb fuck. That's why he got two Willie Hutches and an Aiello. Unprecedented. You push. You see, my voice is fucking hurt me now. My voice is hurting me because I had to. I, Willie Hutches pricked twice. And now Aiello, this cocksucker. I am Rap Stereo Podcast. I'll be right back. Yo, Oxnard, California. On March 14th, I am doing stand-up comedy all night long in Oxnard, California at Levity Live. Oxnard Levity Live. Tickets are available at improv.com, improv.com, I-M-P-R-O-V.com. Come see me. I'm talking shit. I'm telling jokes all night long at Oxnard Levity Live. Tickets are available at improv.com Thursday, March 14th, and then Thursday, March 21st. I am going to be in Ontario, California doing stand-up headlining. At the Ontario, California Improv, the Improvisation, the Improv Comedy Club in Ontario. I'll be there March 21st, the day after my 49th birthday. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that, but I will be there March 21st. Tickets are also available for that show, March 21st in Ontario, California at Improv.com. That's Improv.com, I-M-P-R-O-V. Come check me out on the 14th in Oxnard and the 21st of March in Ontario. So on the last primetime premium I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, we did all sorts of sick fucks. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do any sick fucks today. Um, Juicy Jesse is taking up all the sick fuck of the week uh, uh, space in the room, Uh, but we we had some good ones. Um, and if you're not a premium subscriber, you should be. Uh, you could download the app at I Am Rappaport. Uh, the app, it's called I Am Rappaport for premium emergency podcast, um, little videos, all sorts of fun stuff. $2.99 a month. Okay? $2.99 a month. I Am Rappaport app. You download it where apps are available on the App Store, blah, 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 blah. You know where to find it is the I Am Rappaport app. Get that premium primetime love all right so the oscars are sunday the hostless oscars which i'm not watching live uh, I'm, I'm not gonna bore myself to fucking tears uh with this show the kevin hart debacle um left them hostless uh, they, they can't do a full you, you know what the reality is, is if they did full background checks on all the actors, all the directors, producers, everybody in the film industry. We're, we're a bunch of fucking dirty dogs just like everybody else. Okay? That's why they, they, they can't do a host with the Oscars because if they start doing full tilt filters on everybody, 
There's not even going to be a show. Get the producers, the cameramen. Do checkups on all of them. There'll be no fucking show. The guy who makes the Oscars is probably a fucking creep. But I'm going to break down. I'm going to do my picks in the main categories. And it goes a little something like this. Okay, so the Oscars. Best picture nominations are Roma, which uh, I liked. It's a cinematic film. It's slow. It's definitely something that I suggest you watch in a movie theater if you can. Uh, at home, you're going to be like, what the fuck are you telling me to watch this for? I'm, I'm going to keep it funky with you. Uh, a Star is Born, which I've talked about, which I think is a good film, not a great film. Black Klansman, which I think is a good film, not a great film. Uh, Black Panther, which I think is a great uh, societal, social uh, film. I don't think it should be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, uh, call me racist. Bohemian Rhapsody. Didn't love. The music sequences are great uh, when they're talking. Uh, Rami Malek, uh, his teeth uh, should get a nomination. There should be like best teeth and, and he would just get the award hands down. Best prosthetic teeth because his teeth game was insane. I'm surprised that uh, it, haven't, it hasn't been uh, highlighted more. It looked crazy to me. Uh, the Favorite, which uh, I watched some of. My, uh, I, was, uh, I didn't pay attention to him. That's my wife's shit. She really likes that movie. Green Book which I like, kind of cliche, deals with race, kind of interesting. We've seen it all before. It could have easily been a Lifetime film, if you ask me. It's a Lifetime film with really good actors, uh, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Um, and then the final uh, selection for Best Picture nomination is Vice, uh, which I think is totally overrated. But I think this has been a completely uh, weak year for film across the board. I'm sure there's a bunch of independent little films that I didn't see, uh, that are deserving of, of more accolades than, they, than they're getting. But uh, this is where we are in the film business. My prediction for what will win Best Picture, these are my predictions. I want to be right. These aren't my feelings. Uh, these are my predictions like if I was betting. Uh, if I was betting, my prediction for Best Picture will be Roma. Snooze Fest. The guy will get up there. Alfonso Curran, dope director. Uh, he'll talk for... Probably five minutes. Uh, he doesn't speak fantastic English. Uh, this is why uh, uh, they tried to get rid of some of the other awards. Alfonso Curran will, will bring the Oscars to a halt. Thank God it's at the end of the show where people are probably sleeping or already turned it off when he wins uh, for, for Best Picture uh, for the film Roma. Best Actress, we have Glenn Close, who's been nominated seven times. Glenn Close has been nominated seven times for an Oscar. She's never won. Uh, Yalitza Apricio from Roma, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, Lady Gaga, who is the person who wants to win an Oscar more than anybody else but won't admit it in the 2019 Oscars, and Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is a sleeper, really good film, and a more dramatic performance from Melissa McCarthy, who obviously does mostly comedies, and she's very talented. Uh, my prediction is that Glenn Close will win the Oscar. Glenn Close will win the Oscar. Um, I think one of the most interesting uh, moments of the night is watch Lady Gaga's face when Glenn Close wins Best Actress. That, that is a note to everybody. Watch Lady Gaga's face drop. Now, it's hard for her face to drop because I think she over-Botoxes her face and everybody's going to be Botoxed to the nines for, for Oscar night. But when they announce Glenn Close over her, because she thinks, oh, I'm going to win. 
Uh, they have billboards all over the place. I'm going to win. You ain't winning. You ain't fucking winning. That's my prediction. Glenn Close will win Best Actress. But one of the great moments of the night will be watching Lady Gaga's reaction to losing. Best Actor, uh, we have Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Christian Bale, who was great in Vice, although I didn't love the film. Uh, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. A good, I don't think he deserves to be uh, nominated for an Oscar. Um, but he did a very good job directing. Um, and he's obviously dope. Bradley Cooper's a dope actor. I just don't think he deserves Best Actor nomination uh, for that performance in A Star is Born. That's my opinion. Uh, I could I could say that and still respect him. Just like I could say that Meek Mill's overrated and still respect him. Uh, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. He's dope. He ain't winning. Vigo Mortensen with a bad New York accent in Green Book. That's right. I said it. Uh, it's a bad New York accent in the film Green Book, which uh, again could have been a you know a straight to cable film. Uh, the winner will be Rami Malek uh, and his teeth and his fake mustache from Bohemian Rhapsody. I do not think his performance was flawless. The singing, the dancing was flawless. But the, the acting, the teeth, and the hair were distracting to me. Um, but he, Rami Malek, who we worked with on The War at Home, will be winning Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. Again, these are not uh, what I want to win. These are what uh, I think will win. Like if I was betting, I would bet on that. Supporting Actress. And now I said this on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I did not think that If Beale Street Could Talk was a great Great film. I said that Regina King was great in it. Regina King has been great in everything. Regina King is an iconic actress. Since she came on the screen when she was probably 19, uh, when they did Boys in the Hood, or 20 or 21, uh, when they did Boys in the Hood, and she brought uh, the dookie braids and that attitude, Regina King has literally been great in everything she's done for the past 25 years. She... Uh, I didn't think she would get nominated. Uh, she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Amy Adams in Vice. Uh, Emma Stone in The Favorite. Marina de Tavera in Roma. And Rachel Wise uh, for The Favorite. Those are the nominations for Best Supporting Actress. Bet the house. Bet the house that Regina King will win Oscar. Best Supporting Actress in If Beale Street Could Talk. Now, even though I was wrong and I didn't think she was going to get nominated... She's getting nominated. She's going to win. She deserved to get Oscar nomination for Jerry Maguire. Uh, she's a, a multiple Emmy winner for stuff she's done on TV. She's, she's one of the best to do it. Um, she's a friend of mine. She, uh, I want her to win, and she will be winning. That's the only sure bet that I could guarantee is that Regina King will win Best Supporting Actress uh, at this year's Act, uh, Academy Awards. Mark my words. Thank me later. Supporting actor, Mahersha Ali for The Green Book. You know he won uh, Best Supporting Actor, I think it was two years ago, for uh, Moonlight. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. I thought he was really good. Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. I don't know why he got nominated. Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, the same film that Melissa McCarthy is nominated in. And Sam Rockwell for Vice. My prediction is that... Mm, fuck, this is a tough one. I don't think it should be Mahershala Ali. I, I think it's going to win. I think Adam Driver is going to win. This is a tough, tough one. I, I, I'm going to say Adam Driver and Klansman, and Black Klansman, is going to win Best Supporting Actor. Um, director Alfonso Curran for Roma. 
Um, this guy can't pronounce his name. Yorgo something for the favorite. Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Adam McKay for Vice. And Powell, Powellowski for Cold War, which is a really dope uh, uh, film. Uh, it's a Polish film, but it is dope. Uh, my prediction, again, is Alfonso Curran will win Best Director. Um, and Roma will win Best Film. I'm not doing documentary. I'm not doing uh, cinematography. I'm not doing anything else. Those are my predictions on what will win for the main categories. Uh, it's going to be a long, slow fucking night at the Academy Awards, especially with no host. Uh, the only thing I can guarantee you is that, is that Regina King will win Best Supporting Actress for If Beale Street Could Talk because she's a bad-ass mofo. Shout out to Regina King. I love her. I am Rappaport Podcast. So as you all know, I am full uh, 150% Ashkenazi Jew, um, silverback Jew, rare rare breed. I don't know much about the Catholic Church. I don't know much much about uh, the Christian Church, the, the, any of it, okay? I should know more about my own religion, uh, being a Jew. But uh, one thing we all know is that the uh, Catholic Church uh, has been inundated with assault after assault after assault after sexual assault after physical assault after for years and years and years and years and years and uh, I don't think this thing is ever going to end. Um, the the Roman Catholic Church leaders have gathered uh, with the Pope in Vatican City, and and I have to say, I really hope I don't uh, offend anybody here because I know people take religion very seriously. What is this fucking bullshit? The Pope. These priests, these this kinds of priests, Catholic priests, Roman Catholic priests. This is 2019, man. Get get into the fucking new millennium. Take the fucking robes off. Shut this whole fucking thing down. If if this wasn't guarded by the fact that it's a religion, you would shut it down. If this was a college campus that it was going on, or if it was an industry like show business or the pharmaceutical business, everybody would shut this whole thing down the amount of uh, child sex abuse that has been going on for years and you got these freaks reading from uh, uh books and scriptures and listen man you're not controlling your people these are sick fucks some of them some of them i know all of them are not and i know it's the minorities but these are true blue sick fucks they're priests they have so many people's trust People hand over their kids to these animals and they abuse them and they guilt them and they trick them and they lie to them. Shut this down like they would any other business. Any other business would be, yo, this is done. The federal government would come in, the politicians, the president, I don't know how it works over there. I mean, this is a worldwide thing. I don't know the answer, but they should shut it down. Take your fucking robe off. Put some fucking, some jeans on. Okay, put some Timberland boots on and a t-shirt. This isn't Last Temptation of Christ. It's 2019. The people that you're hiring to be priests, I know they don't get paid. A lot of them are sick. Fucks. They should shut this entire industry down. It's a religion. It's 2,000 years old. Duh. That's why they think they're able to get away with it. These priests, they don't fuck. They don't freak off. They don't skeet. That's why they're doing these terrible things. Lock them all fucking down. Pope Francis is trying to grapple with this. and rock. Done. 
We shut you down. If this was like a, a studio, if it was like Disney or Fox Studios or something like that or Amazon, it'd be done. People would be protesting. Don't support Amazon. Shut Amazon down. And it would be over if it was Google, Apple, with the amount of sexual assaults and misconduct that's going on consistently year after year. It would be done. Sick and tired of hearing of it. It's disgusting. It's unimaginable. So this whole Meek Mill thing that we talked about on the last Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, you know, uh, so many people were so upset that I called him trash. And, and I said uh, on the last episode that I shouldn't use that word trash because he's not like Little Xan or one of these like mumbo jumbo. He's not my taste. And I think he's overrated, but uh, he's certainly not trash. He's made some good songs. Um, and that's why I walked back that, that comment. And then, you know, you heard that Meek Mill tweeted back at me. He used the picture, uh, the selfie that I posted of myself with Meek Mill, which was kind of making fun of it while it was all going on. Anyway, the reaction from people, um, as you can imagine, and, and that was uh, predictable, is it goes into some other level uh, that makes me realize that it's good that I, I put that out there because we, we get to have a conversation and, and peel back the layers of the, the sick, uh, racist, twisted bullshit that goes on. Um, it goes without saying, when I'm speaking to you guys, uh, uh, premium primetime podcast uh, listeners, you, you know how I get down. The good, the bad, the in-between, the shit-talking. Um, but one thing uh, uh, I could say for myself is that when it comes to uh, all things hip-hop, it comes from the bottom of my heart. 99.9% uh, .9 of the time when I'm talking about hip-hop, it's big-upping somebody who doesn't get the big-ups. It's celebrating somebody who means a lot to me. It's interviewing somebody that means a lot to me. It's shouting out somebody uh, on their birthday that uh, a lot of so-called fans have forgotten about. Um, the tribe doc, all the, sh yo, my, my, I don't have to explain where my heart and my pedigree is with hip hop. This, this whole Meek Mill shit and even the way he used the words, um, and then other people saying, uh, you, you can't speak on our culture, meaning black culture. Um, you're getting too comfortable speaking on our culture. You're getting too comfortable speaking on all things black. And I was, I was thinking about that part of it. And the thing that really bothers me about that is that, you know, if you listen to the podcast, I think you have an understanding of how I grew up and the type of people I grew up around. And, and I'm not saying that in any kind of tough guy way. Like, I, I grew up around black people since I was young, from basketball uh, to hip-hop uh, to the G. Moody factor to, to my other friends. Um, I was exposed to that, and it, and it was a huge blessing. And the reality of it is, is if you grew up around like that, and you grew up around um, that environment since you're 12 years old, you get comfortable in that environment. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a great thing. That's a fantastic thing. That's a blessing. If we were all more comfortable in foreign environments, if we were all more comfortable being around people we're not used to being around, if we were all more comfortable being around people that are not like us, and I'm talking about Americans, I'm talking about white people being around black people, black people being around white people, uh, everybody being around Spanish people, we could even go as far Asian people, Indian people, we, we all are different. We all deserve to be treated equally, yes, but we're different, we have different cultures, 
We speak differently. We act differently in our homes. I mean, there's no set rules, but that's just the reality. This nonsense about, uh, uh, some people say, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. Bullshit. I don't see gender. So you mean to tell me when you're talking to a woman, you're not aware that you're talking to a woman? You mean to tell me if you're talking to an Asian dude, you're not aware that you're talking to an Asian dude? Get the fuck out of here. Now, I'm not saying this is the focal point of the conversation or of, or of who you're dealing with, but we're different, and that's fantastic, and we should all be treated equally and this, with the same respect. But this whole idea, of course, hip-hop is spawned from black culture, but if I could give love and make documentaries and celebrate and admire and uh, uh, bring attention to and all the positive shit that I do about hip-hop from the bottom of my heart because I'm just a fan. If I say somebody's whack, my opinion is not unvalidated because I'm white and this ain't our culture and you shouldn't speak on it. The sooner that we are all more comfortable around each other, Good, bad, or indifference, the sooner we're able to step on each other's toes and it doesn't become a fucking race war, the better. I know I'm in the fucking minority. I know the way I grew up and what I was exposed to is the minority. And I, I'm not going to look at it like I'm patting myself on the back or anything like that. You don't have to have you know, grown up the way I, I grew up with to be comfortable and to be an open-minded, a fair-thinking a person. I'm just speaking for myself, but this whole idea like, yo, you can't speak on our culture. Get the, that's why I start going, I've seen this, I've done this, I've been around this, fuck out of here. Because when this whole, you're invited to the barbecue, when you shout out Rakim on his 50th birthday, you're invited to the barbecue for being in a Talib Kweli video, you're invited to the barbecue for being in a Jay-Z video, you're invited to the barbecue for being on a Master Ace record, but then when you say, Meek Mill is trash, fuck you, you're not invited to the barbecue, don't speak on our culture, Get the fuck out of here, man. Again, I shouldn't have said uh, he's trash because he's not a trash rapper. But it opened up a conversation beyond uh, him and beyond what I said. And it's discouraging to me that motherfuckers think that um, you, you should be nervous and uncomfortable around them. And you shouldn't speak on something. I don't believe that. What is football? What is baseball? What is basketball? Can a black person not speak on hockey? Can black people not speak on golf? Or only Tiger Woods? Tennis? Or only Serena Williams? I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and it's a slippery slope, and I don't fuck with it. I don't support it. I don't acknowledge it. So I'm going to continue to talk my shit, and I'm not one of these people. I've said this before on the podcast either. I'm not one of these people who says, I have no regrets. I regret saying that. And I, I regret that it got back to him because I know he probably felt bad. Like, yo, what the fuck is this, this guy doing saying I'm trash? I'm not trash. Just like I would say, yo, your podcast is trash. Suck my dick. What the fuck are you talking? So whatever. So it was what it was. I should have used different words. And when I thought about it, I was thinking about the All-Star game as a whole. I was thinking about the NBA Saturday night, the dunk contest, his performance, which it's, it's like there were sound issues that a lot of people were complaining about. And I'm not a big fan, but he's definitely not trash. But that, that's not the point where I'm bringing it up again. I'm bringing it up again because I just think that it's some real bullshit that race gets thrown into it as soon as me, Michael Rappaport, the gringo man dingo, the white chocolatito says something that you don't like, then I shouldn't speak on it. 
But if I'm kicking knowledge and saying it's something you like, oh, you get the barbecue. I don't want the motherfucking barbecue invite no matter what I say. Fuck your barbecue. I am Rappaport Podcast. Anyway, that's it. Done. 40 minutes of funk, 40 minutes of fire. It's the I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Um, Listen, you know where to find us. At Michael Rappaport Everything. At I am Rappaport Everything. Email us at I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm done. Miles. Jordan, please take me out of here with something real nice, something real proper. But most importantly, you know when we're leaving, I need it to be real funky.